Hey guys, welcome back to Unfiltered Dunks with your guy Chris Dotson over at Forbes Sports and Music Movies and Hoops. Today we've got a special guest, state champion coach Sean Dumas from Crescent City Christian right here in New Orleans. Coach, how you doing? Introduce yourself, tell the people where they can find you on social medias and, and how you got into coaching. Time. How y'all doing, man? My name's Sean Dumas. Uh, I, you know, just like that said, man, I'm, I'm from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Dumas B-Ball, um, at Sean Dumas B-Ball. And you can see me on uh, Instagram at Sean Dumas Basketball. Um, you know, I, I am fortunate enough to be a state champion this year. Um, you know, uh, we, 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 this year was, was real special for us, man. So it's a, we, we're on the verge of a back-to-back, -back, you know, and so... Um, it's always sweeter when you're able to attain that level of success, um, you know, for, for a long period of time, you know. And so just a little bit about um, myself and the program, you know, I play basketball. I'm from New Orleans. I play basketball at St. Augustine High School, um, where then, you know, I, I carried on my, my talents to Xavier University of Louisiana, where I had, you know, I was a three-time All-American, um, you know, Louisiana Small School Player of the Year. I mean, a lot of a lot of big time awards. Where I also got a chance to uh, work out for the New Orleans uh, Hornets at that time, but they were the Pelicans, um, also the Houston Rockets, and um, you know, I had I had a little stint where I, you know I did some stuff with you know uh, and, and and do some workouts and stuff like that for the NBA. Um, and you know, I just I found myself um, getting myself into in, into coaching, man, and. And I, you know, I found I found my purpose and my identity and what I was supposed to be doing, and that's helping kids. You know, helping kids um, make better choices, help kids, um, you know, just achieve their purpose in life and different things like that, man. So, you know, like, here I stand before you, um, you know, uh, grateful and humbled, and you know, before you. Well, Coach, I'm grateful and humbled to have you on the podcast. We also have Sasha Claire Avazian, the founder of Music Movies and Hoops. He's actually one that's helped me get you some of them cards, and we'll talk about that later. And guys, don't forget we're doing yeah. a giveaway over at Music Movies and Hoops. But before I get ahead of myself, Sasha Clarivasian, again, thanks for coming on. Thanks for hosting this. Thanks for holding up them cards, baby. And uh, let them know where you're at on social media, what you're doing with Music Movies and Hoops, and, and where we're going forward, if you would. Yeah, it's honestly, thanks for that, Dotson. It's an incredibly exciting time for our platform and our space. After kind of a four-month journey, we just relaunched our website. Uh, please, everybody go. It was a simple website that I made, and now it's a professional website made by some real web folks, musicmoviesandhoops.com. We have about page. We have the store operational. You can see things horizontally. It's very slick. So we're excited about that. We're in the process of creating our internal leadership and infrastructure. Dotson's a big part of the leadership on the editorial board. Um, in the coming months, we're going to get our podcast going and our live streams going. So it's just an absolutely incredible time right now for us. And uh, excited to talk to Coach and excited to be here and just see where this project grows. It's, it's, it's all happening. Nice. Big time. It is, it is. Well, uh, Coach, just can you tell us a little bit about what went right to get you in the program to where you got this season, where you're going, how it's been a sustained success for like several years now, and what are, I mean, 
champions still got to look to improve. What are you looking to improve on both from a leadership and coaching standpoint going forward uh, with the team and getting these kids into college programs and, and furthering their opportunities in life? Absolutely. Well, the, the, the first question is what went right? You know, the first thing that went right is, uh, you know, man, I, I've been surrounded around people that believe. You know, uh, when you're around people that believe, it makes your job a whole lot easier. Uh, you know, believe when things are going good. Because when I first got a job at Crescent City, man, we struggled big time. You know, um, I've been there eight years. Um, and and the, the first three years, well, the first two and a half years was, was a big time struggle if we're looking at just basketball success. You know, and so basketball success is only a part of what we do, um, and and it's a part of that's just one of the things that we really focus on at Crescent City, um, and and but one of the one of the main important things that we really focus in on is the person as a whole. You know what I mean? Just being able to reach our kids as a whole. So the biggest part of it was, you know, what 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 got me started is first of all there was a group of people that believed in the vision that I had and believed in. Um, allowing me to help these kids find purpose um, because it's bigger than it's bigger than basketball, you know. Because you know it's gonna stop dribbling one day, and what you have to fall back on, you know. And so, um, one of the biggest things that we do is we, you know, we <laughs> we we beat in our kids' principles. You know, um, we don't coach school, we don't coach basketball, we coach character. We don't coach, you know, uh, a whole bunch. We coach principles in life, and I think that one of the biggest things that has allowed us to be super successful is the fact that we sit down with each and every one of our kids and we build a relationship with them. Because nowadays our kids, and not just kids at Crescent City, but our kids in the world, they're going through a lot. You know, they're going through a lot. They're uh they're a lot more advanced than we were at that age. And so these kids are dealing with real stuff. And so the first thing that, you know, but when I when I decided on the staff that I had, I was like, well listen these kids won't care how much I know until they know I care, until they know you care. So you can be the most knowledgeable basketball coach, basketball player in the world, but if, if these kids don't be, think, think that you believe in them and don't know that you care about them, you love them, then man, honestly, you're really just beating a dead horse. And so that's the first thing, you know, that's the first thing any kid that ever comes to my program, whether they were a really good basketball player or they were a really good teammate, they know that they matter just as much and all of us care about them just the same. You know, um, we love them as players. We love them as people. You know, you're a person first. Um, and I, I get, and I started off with that first, um, you know, Doc, because here's the thing. A lot of times these kids take on this role of a basketball player or a baseball player at a young age. And sometimes that's, that's all they are. They, they just a basketball player. Or they just this or they just that. And, when you come to a kid and let them know, no, 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 you're a person first, and I care about you. You know, I can call you by name, and that's who I care about first. Whether you dribble a basketball for me or not, I care about you. I mean, that's a game changer, and when it's authentic and sincere, you know. And so, um, the, so that's been that's been a big part of what we do. That's been a big part of our success. First of all, caring about our kids first, beyond the game of basketball. Um, but. The thing that's made us really successful is that we have a group of kids that believe in us and they work extremely hard. You know, um, I, I, I tell you this, you know, my kids, man, I, I, I couldn't be more blessed with a, with a group of kids, man, that really started this journey off. You know, a, a group of kids that didn't know what they was getting themselves into, first of all, um, you know, because they didn't know how hard they would have to work. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm talking about 
5 o'clock in the morning workouts. I'm talking about sometimes leaving the gym at 8.30 p.m., you know, when we started developing this thing and getting this thing rocking and rolling. You know, we've been in the state championship game five years in a row. That's such a blessing, but it's a testament to the commitment these kids have. They've sacrificed so much, you know. They've, they've, uh, they've, they've been... They've been in a trenches where they sometimes they couldn't be a normal teenage. They had to really sacrifice for what they really wanted in life. And what they really wanted in life is not a championship. And honestly, it's the love. You know, when 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 they're faced with that kind of um they're faced with a lot of things in life, they gravitate towards real good things and, and one of the things that we do with our programs we love our kids man and so um you know that's been and i wish i could tell you a whole bunch of on-court stuff i really can't you know um because we work we work we work a lot but the biggest thing is the relationships that we're able to, to create and cultivate make our kids work hard and run to a football for us it's all right we can hotel i'm up in a hotel in houston guys so you know and the, the internet's been iffy out here man that- oh okay Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Coach, you're 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 reminding me of um, James Jones and, and Monty Williams transforming the Phoenix Suns into this winning team in such a short yeah. time. When you yeah. got to the program, it was a losing program at that time. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, absolutely. What I mean, I, I, I you're talking about instilling principles about character and whole person and investing in these these students and these young these young men. Sure. Uh, beyond that, when you came in, what were some of the, the early things that you installed to make this a winning program, to go from a losing franchise to five consecutive state championship games? It's incredible, man. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things, um, and that's a great question, actually. One of the issues that was at the school was that there was so much turnover with the coaching staff. Okay, right? yes. There was so much turnover, and they had some really good coaches before me, but it was turnover. You know, it was Crescent City was a stopping point to get somewhere else. So some people are coming for a year, year and a half. Sometimes some people are coming just for a season, and then they'll move on. Yes. Um, and so, you know, the first thing that I had to establish was, hey, guys, listen, I'm committed to you. You know, I'm committed to you. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And, man, you know, I've, I've been blessed to, to, to have had, you know, offered some some really good, even some college jobs. But, um, you know, one of the biggest things was, listen, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to help you guys develop. I'm here to walk walk this thing out with you guys, you know, and we're going to do this thing together. And I think that was one of the biggest things because when I got to Crescent City the first year, um, actually when I was at Sophie B. Wright, um, I, I scheduled Crescent City so I, I can get two for sure games that I knew I was going to win. <laughs> um, but you know when I got there you know it was a two win program that team won two year two games uh, the year before um we're talking about a basketball season two games and I and I get there the next year and I believe we won 15 16 games and I had less talent you know and so um just that just stepping in letting these kids know that we are committed to you. I'm committed to you to help you get better as a person, to help, you know, and, and, and one of the biggest things I got in trouble for was long practices. <laughs> but but nevertheless, uh, they felt that sense of commitment, that somebody was committed to them, somebody believed in them, somebody wanted to be a part of their life outside of, you know, all of those things. So, yeah, that was that was the biggest thing, establishing that role, you know, because when you deal with kids that has been, 
and, and I hate to use this word quit on, but when you mm-hmm. deal with kids that's been quit on for so long, you know, when somebody else come into the picture, it's like, all right, cool, yep, you're here for another six months, and then I have somebody else, and then somebody else, and then somebody else. So, you know, I was just fortunate enough um, to be able to, you know, keep my word and back it up and, and really invest in the kids that way. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree in all facets of life, loyalty breeds confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When, when someone yeah. you really believe in somebody, you know, they're there for you and they're going to be yeah. there in the good times and the bad times. It gives you strength and it builds you up. And I'm sure yeah. as the seasons went by and you stayed and you kept looking those kids in the eye, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. It must have instilled a whole new outlook for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Know what the cool thing about it is, you know, like through my first stint, um, I, my first two, three years. I didn't have a kid. I had one kid that had a chance to go and play uh, college ball, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the ones, the things that I'm most proud of is, man, out of that first, my first two and a half years, I got a bunch of pharmacists. I got guys that's in the army. I got college graduates. You know, I have every one of the, every kid that has graduated through, um, through my stint, my eight year stint at Crescent City. They're doing something. They're either in college or they're in. The, uh, they're playing college ball or they're in the service. So, I mean, that's wow. like a hundred percent, you know, rate. So that's big time. Wow. That, that's better than a championship. That's big time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's my a, greatest accomplishments. That's a life that's championship. That's incredible, Coach. Incredible work. Yeah, Coach. Uh, Got to be commended for the work you've been doing in the community, especially through the pandemic. You uh, shout out to Coach Rory and Coach Micah, who's been on the podcast before. Y'all all caught my eye because of what you were doing to keep the kids engaged during the pandemic. And I want to give you another chance to emphasize how much basketball is a way to college and so many other things in life, possibly even the NBA. And you can preach that, look, even if you're at Xavier and you never make it out of New Orleans, the NBA still might call. Uh, yep. Shout out to Lamar and Tyree Griffith. But what what are you, what are you doing to emphasize that? And what are the programs are in the works? I know you got some coming up, but I want you to explain it more than me. And how can people reach out if they wanted to help? We need Absolutely. more. We need more help everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, man. And that's a great question, man. So you know, one, one of the biggest things over the pandemic, I got a chance to really uh, see how much. You know, I have a shirt. It's not on right now, but I have a shirt that say "Basketball Saved My Life." You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, devo- I'm a I'm a devoted Christian. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a big time Christian. Um, but I have a shirt that say "Basketball Saved My Life." You know, and. Man, over the over the pandemic, I really got a chance to really see how much basketball really impacted me. But not only me, but like just the kids that I'm connected to and the people that I'm connected to. Because, you know, if if I wasn't in a gym, Lord knows what I would have been getting into. You know what I mean? And so, um, so one of the biggest things I wanted to really make a big push for, uh, especially during the pandemic, was, man, if I can get our pros our high school players, and we can get more kids in the gym, we can keep more kids out of trouble. If I can get more kids working on their craft and in the gym, then, man, you know what? Then we may be able to get a kid that's on a borderline to get himself into college. Or we may be able to get a guy, you know, like a, um, like a Myron, who um, is his nickname is Slim Stupid, who, you know, who, I know really Slim. Yeah, we can, get him, we can get him overseas. You know what I mean? And so, and we can create opportunity through the game of basketball. So one of the biggest things that we did was, you know, like Rory did the, the open run. You know, me and Rory's going to do some open run this summer. Um, you know, we're going to collaborate. That's my guy, you know. Um, and so, you know, 
the more we get we get kids inside the gym, the more we get people inside the gym, I feel like the less, you know, the less trouble we'll have outside in the world and more more people will be able to make more conscious decisions because they're committed to something. Um uh but just some of the things that we've been able to do. Uh right now, uh we have the bubble program. Um the bubble program is it's a it's a semi pro basketball league for all of our pros because when our pros, our NBA guys, you know, um, and our overseas guys, when they come down here, they have to go to other states to get good quality basketball. You know what I mean? And it shouldn't be that way. And so one of the biggest things I ran into when I was, uh, you know, getting ready to play pro is, you know, down here is, is very weird. I'm in Houston, and every time I turn around, I see a, a different indoor gym, a different facility, you know. Um, but in New Orleans, it's not like that. In Metairie, it's not like that. You know, you have schools, but you don't have a bunch of facilities. So those guys don't have a surplus of play, uh, areas to work out of, you know, it's very, it's very few. So what I wanted to do was create a league full of pros and potential pros so that when they come down here, they'll have something that, first of all, they can be proud of. Second of all, something that, you know, they'll be able to um, call home and they can invest in and, and, and they know for sure they're going to get the quality runs that they deserve. You know what I mean? Um, and so the bubble program has been running really, really well. Um, it's been it's been going it's been going well and you know a couple guys have been able to get some looks through it you know we've had Lamar Peterson you know we've had um, Tyree Griffin we've had Tyree Griffin in it you know Tyree Tyree man's phenomenal and I'm, I'm I'm waiting on you know Tyree to get his his break and you know we have film accumulated so that you know we can get those guys the looks that they want and so what I do is and I you know and a lot of people call me crazy for it, but I film a lot of their games and I put that stuff on the bubble programs. Instagram page so in case those guys need film or they need you know whatever they need they can go to those sites and they can get that stuff so they can make highlight tips so they can send to agents and they can do all of those different things like that you know um so we are looking for sponsors you know uh we always looking for sponsors um but one of the biggest things is you know these guys get an opportunity to play sports um to do something and feel committed about it and they can feel proud about semi-pro and pro basketball in Louisiana, you know, so our pros will be coming home uh, soon. Once they come home, they'll have something to, to feel proud about, you know. So um, also, I'm in the process of doing a um, um, NOLA YBL, which is U Basketball League. You know, uh, I'm the commissioner of that league. So I want to also impact the, the younger kids because right now there's a there's a big untouched area um, of, of kids that's not – I don't want to say not being impacted, but it's you know when I was playing basketball and playing football, we had a lot of parks and recreation and different things like that. But it's not the same. So I wanted to just create another opportunity for kids that you know that may not make the elite teams, you know that may not be the the best player on their team. But I just wanted to create a league for the kids that can play the game and they can play sports and they can be committed to something. Because what happens is if not, then these kids get in trouble in school. Yeah. If not, then these kids, you know, <laughs> they're not making their bed, so not now they're getting in trouble at home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But as long as they have, and as long as they have some sports and they have something that they're committed to, something that they feel they're a part of, man, you you know, you you see those kids on a straight and narrow. And not only that, but now you have a kid that probably wouldn't be on one of these big time AAU teams or one of these travel ball teams playing in this league, and they get better and and, and they get better and they get better and you never know what that kid might grow up to be. You know, uh, Damon Lillard talked about it. Um, you know, I wasn't the best. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. I wasn't the highest recruiting guy coming out of high school and middle school. 
but I work. And that's what these leagues are for. These leagues are for people like the Dame Lillards of the world. You know what I'm saying? And 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 when Dame Lillard said that, that spoke to me because that that made me realize that what I'm doing, what I'm doing is making an impact because you never know who the next Dame Lillard might be. The kid that's not recruited, the kid that's not on the team, the kid that's not this, that's not that, could be developed into that. So that's what we've been doing, guys. We've been doing a bubble program, the semi-pro league. We've been doing um, for for the for the adults. We've been doing. Um, you know, we, we're doing a NOLA. Actually, the, the NOLA YBL uh, draft is tomorrow. I'm in Houston. Um, but the draft is tomorrow, so it's going to be powered by Go Beast Mode. That's my guy. Um, and then, you know, how we touching the, the, the high school and middle school um, area is training, skills development. And, like, right now I'm up in um, Houston right now with, with, with uh, Live on Florida Lee, the 16U team uh, for Nike. So, you know, I'm super excited about that. So we just try to touch every aspect of the game of basketball in every age group. Coach, that's incredible. Oh, my God, you're doing everything. I'm trying. <laughs> I don't know how you fit it all in. <laughs> Me neither. I think I need a 25th hour. <laughs> you t- 28, 25 hours a day, eight days a week. <laughs> uh, Coach, I want to talk to you about inside the lines on the court for a second because yeah. I, I, I played basketball. I fell in love with basketball around 15. I've played pickup and I played intramural in college. I've been playing for 15 years, but I never played on a team, and it's one of my, mm-hmm. my regrets. Can you tell me about kind of what are the pillars of winning high school ball at a high level? You know, what, what, is it, what does it take to win? Or Do you need a star? Do you need a star? Do you need just incredibly locked down defense? Do you need good shooting? What, what, what leads to your championship teams inside the lines? That's a great question. Um, so what, what leads to championship? First of all, you can't be a team. Mm. And, and that's going to sound crazy. You have to be brothers. Mm. Thank you. You know what I mean? That. It's a bond. The first thing. That's the very first thing you have to establish. Like, you know, the biggest thing for us is that we focus on making sure that our kids understand that we're not team, we're not teammates, we're brothers. Mm. And I'm gonna that. come out here and I'm gonna do everything like I love you because you're my brother. You know, um, and the Bible tells us, you know, love your neighbor as thyself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and so that's one of our principles. One of the things our from the beginning we established was this thing we call law. Love always wins. Mm. You know, if you love your brother, listen, if you love your brother, now nah, I'm, I'm going to get to the basketball side of it. If no, this is great. Brother, I love law. If you love your brother, right, you're going to go through a brick wall for him if he needs you, whether he needs you or not. You're going to run through a brick wall for him because you know that he's dependent on you. And it's different. Now, teammates, you know, you, you know, you might slip up a little bit and, ah, my bad. <laughs> but when it's your brother, you know, you got his back, period, you know. So now we can talk about the other side of it. You know, the first, the very first thing we have to establish is love because love always wins. And, and, and sometimes it don't win on the scoreboard. Mm. Sometimes it, sometime it wins in the locker room. Sometimes it wins in life. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing. And so that's how we keep God as a focal of our program. All right. Um, but the second part of it is, listen, yeah, you need some guys that can knock down shots. You need some guys that can put the ball in the hoop, right? But one of the things that's been really, really big and beat really, really key for us is this defense. Yeah. You know? Um yeah. you have to 
you know, and you have to first of all, God, you gotta, you, you can't be afraid to get embarrassed. You can't afraid to get shook. You can't afraid to be back, uh, dunked on. You can't be afraid to any of that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, we 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 drill defense. I think in our practices, maybe about an hour, hour, fifteen minutes, it's just on defense, like different variations of defense. And so, here's the thing: whether I have the best kid on my team or the worst kid on my team, he can be a really good defender. Okay. I can develop that now. You know, offensively, there's some things, there's some deficiencies that you really have to work at. We'll get to that part of it. But everybody on the basketball, everybody on the basketball team, all the brothers, every every brother on that team, the coaches and everybody, you can, you can control defense because defense takes energy and effort. You control those two E's. You know what I mean? And so... You know, one of the things we talk about is that, you know, like, I don't care how good you are on offense, but guess what? You can get some playing time if you can play some good defense because you can control those two things. You don't have to be the best ball handler, you have to be the best shooter. And so, you know, defense has been it has been a focal, step, a focal point for me and my staff, you know, making sure our kids become relentless defenders. And, man, I mean, it, it's worked crazy for us. And the second, the other side of it is offensively, right? So here's the thing. Um, You know, Sasha, you asked a question. Well, do you have to be this? You have to be that. Well, here's what makes this year sweet, right? Um, okay. Somebody, I did an interview. Somebody asked me, well, Coach, um, which one felt sweeter, last year or this year, right? Last year, there was the expectation. I had some really good basketball players. I had some really good basketball players this year, too. But last year, you know, I had I, I had an All-American, two-time All-American, Byron Joshua, Jordan Farrell, Glenn Ron, all those kids are playing college basketball right now, right? I had five, six scenes that were really darn good. And so there was an expectation. Everybody knew that that team was going to be really, really good. But got it. We graduated those guys, and so um, there was a bit there was a big cloud of uncertainty this year. Like man, you know, we had young guys have to step up to big roles. We had older guys that never played these roles ever in their life. That since they've been playing high school basketball or even little little league basketball, they had to step up and play a role that they never played in their life. So it took it took a lot of work. So what you mean, coach? Five in the morning working on individuals. You know, um, some sometimes an hour or two hours after practice, working on the individuals, you know, helping kids really develop their left hand, helping kids teach them time school situation, teaching kids KYP, knowing your personnel, you know, teaching kids all of those different things, watching film, you know, all of those different things that embody what it takes to be a true champion. All right. But here's why this year was so sweet, because there was no expectation. The expectation wasn't that it wasn't championship or bus. Right. The cha- You know, it was. Let's let's see what let's see where this thing take us. Because two years ago I had this same team and they played junior varsity sports and they lost every game. This team right here. Oh, that's tough to come back from. They lost every junior varsity game. That's what people don't realize. People don't realize with this with this group. They lost every single junior varsity game to the point where we cut that season short. And so um so those guys really made a commitment not to basketball, they made a commitment to each other. They made a commitment to the legacy that the guys before them built. They made a legacy to the coaching staff. They made a legacy to their families. They made a legacy. They made. A, they made. A, they made a decision to God. All of those things to the school people. You know what I'm saying? They made that kind of um, investment to make sure that they worked on their game. They worked on their craft, and they got better and better and better and better and better. So at that last horn, when that ball was tipped up. And we won that ball game. I was an emotional wreck because I know all the blood, sweat, and tears that they put into it. Wow, wow, 
<laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. How did, what was what was that night like, the night of the championship? I did not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I did not sleep. You know, I, I really I really focused in on just the memories of the season, you know, man. It it was a Beautiful. journey. You know? Yeah. Especially dealing with yeah. COVID, dealing with, you know, all of the different things we had to deal with. Um Man, it was just it was a it was a beautiful thing that you know that we were able to accomplish that uh, and you know and even thinking about some of the kids like coach I ain't gonna lie when we first started the season man I I didn't <laughs> wasn't so sure <laughs> <laughs> you know some of the kids to tell you that like yeah we knew we was gonna win some ball games but championship uh, but they trust the process they believe and they went right back into hey you know and one of the guys like Marquez Jack he can tell you. And it's the first time somebody ever really believed in me being here at Crescent City Christian School. And he'll tell you that to this day. You know what I mean? And so, um, and that's what it's about. And so when you, when you go right back to the first question that we asked. When you care about kids, man, you, you just, you can't put a ceiling on them. You can't. There's no ceiling you can put on them. Man, that, Coach, that's, that's beautiful to hear. We're just pressing up on the half hour mark. We don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, but this being Music Movies and Hoops podcast with a collaboration with Unfiltered Dunks, we got to ask you like your favorite album, your favorite basketball movie, and your thoughts on the Pelicans. You just talked about defensive effort. Oh, no. Yep, there we go. There we go. Oh, no. You talked about defensive effort and love. This is a love-hate relationship with this team right now because the defensive effort just ain't there. So there it is. It's Unfiltered Dunks. You ain't got to. You ain't got to be censored. Start off with the music and the movies just to be light with it. And then please tell the people what I just saw on your face in words. <laughs> All right, cool. So my, my favorite my favorite album right now, right now I'm bumping some of the Cray right now. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the Cray's a Christian rapper. His, uh, okay. his restoration, he got a restoration album right now. It's pretty dope. Uh, I, cool. I think that the Cray album is pretty, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. Uh, that's what I've been listening to lately. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big time the Cray fan. I, I, you know, I like the little Lil Wayne as well. Um, um, me too. Yeah. 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 I think Lil Wayne is the goat, but you know, Cray, man, Cray, Cray, Cray is my go-to. So Carter I got two. It's my record. Carter two. I like, uh, man, I don't know, Matt. Wayne, Wayne is timeless, man. I mean, you can, I, know. I can go back to high school. He's one of one. And, yeah. He's one of one for sure. One of one for sure. Let's see. Uh, movie, my favorite movie. Guys, it's gonna catch you by surprise. Major Pain is my favorite movie of all time. What? Major Pain. Major Pain. Major Pain. Man, listen, there's so many different coaching philosophies you can get in Major Pain. Every time I watch Major Pain, I get something different. Listen, I'm telling you, Major I Pain. I love it. Major Pain is my goal. Um, and Rudy. That's my second. Mm, um, no so Major no Pain and Rudy. Um, and then the Pels, man. I, man, listen, I think this is probably one of the most talented. Pels group we've had in a long time. It is. It but is. If we do not get it right defensively, we're gonna be back at home. It's it's sad. It's sad to watch. Like Bledsoe was an all defensive player. He should be better, even if he's not hitting a shot. Lonzo's Correct. hitting a shot. He's where's this team at? I know they ain't had practice time and they ain't had time to season it up like that. But these players have played together. I, I wrote about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. B.I., Lonzo, they they should have things down by now. Josh Hart is in there. J.J. should be able to plug and play with any team in the league. Zion is right. Zion. If you can't play good basketball around Zion, you're probably just not a good basketball player. Right, 
Right. Well, you, well, you know what? And, and it goes right back to like you know when 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 you're a team. You know what I mean? When you're a team, I think that we have a really good team. I think we have one of the best teams, you know, um, on in the Western Conference. But I think the thing that we have to really focus in on is really those guys. And not, I, you know, I'm on the outside looking in, but what we really got to focus on is those guys becoming, you know, forming that brotherhood. And I think once they form that brotherhood defensively, all of those things, all of those things, all of those things going to change. I can, I can guarantee that. So we can get that together, all of those things going to change for sure. They need you on the bench, Coach. I would love to be on that bench. <laughs> preaching brotherhood, preaching defense. Yep. Co- Coach, I got to quickly ask you. Yep. I, I'm starting to get into the camp of I think SVG is the problem. Where you stand on the coaching situation on the Pels? Um, I, I, I think he does a good job. You know, I think okay. I think it takes some time though. I do think it's going to take some time. You know, uh, it, it you know. It's a process, you know. It's, it's not something that happens overnight, you know. And, and it's easy, you, you know. It seems like it's easy because those guys are pros and they should be able to plug and play. But it's not sometimes, man. It's just it's it's little fine things you really gotta you gotta iron out. It's little bitty kinks that you really gotta iron out. You and it's and, and really it takes some time, you know. Um, you know when when you're thinking about putting a team together, and, and, and these guys are coming along, becoming, you know, what they what they need. Sometimes it, it it takes that, it takes some some failure. It takes. You know, even some success, it takes some, you know, it, it may take some trade, but it's a process that has to take place and it has to run its course for those guys to really get um, what they need to be. And so, they need to sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I, let me let me bring this full circle. You talked about the success you've had at Crescent City is with longevity and consistency. And you've been there eight mm-hmm. years. Do you feel bad about the Pelicans? Yep. Do you think they should invest in SBG and hang on and let this grow? I think I think I think they need to let it grow for sure. I, okay. They, they, like he need they need to be able to really adopt his philosophies, adopt his principles because the NBA, like you know, is a game of space, but everybody has their own philosophies, and you really have to really take that on, and it has to become a part of your personality for you to be successful for sure. So yeah, I think he does need some time, and I think he'll be successful. Once those guys buy in, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think looking at the schedule, they had yeah. to to date they've had seventeen practices. They have nine more remaining. If they don't get canceled, that's not enough to play professional mm-hmm. basketball and switch philosophies. I'm looking mm-hmm. more at the defensive effort and players that have played together in groups. But on the other end, I'm also looking at the contracts because again, I write for Forbes. You got too mm-hmm. many players that are on expiring contracts, restricted free agents, kind of fighting for money. Maybe the headspace ain't there. Uh, I, I'm yep. not going to take LeVar Ball's com- comments out of context like clutch points. But, I mean, you got J.J., who he probably was sold a bill of goods, saw the team, and then saw that they were a step away from where he thought they were going to be, and his playoff streak was in, in, in question. And there's a big difference between yep. playing at 95% and 100%. And if you don't really believe, if you don't really believe, then it's not going to be there. But, Coach, you just got – yeah, there you go. There you go. You unmuted now. Go for it. We didn't hear you there? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's so many different things that you really have to think about, you know. You, you, some of these guys are playing for, you know, for a, a bigger contract. You know, some of these guys are playing for, you know, uh, and they're trying to make an impression so that they can they can have some longevity in this league. And so, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever that may be, you know, some guys might feel like they have to get numbers. Some guys may feel like they have to, you know, do a little bit more of this. It's a lot of different things. You know, they got different people in your ear. You got your agents in your ear. You got your friends in your ear. You got your family in your ear. Then you got to balance all of that 
what your role on the team, and what your coach wants you to do. That's a lot, you know. And so, um, so that's why I say take some time for you to really take on that personality, uh, you know, that 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 what your coach needs you to do. Take on that role, and because everybody don't get an opportunity to do like you know Draymond Green and 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 be and, and grow into a role. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So you know you don't get that chance all the time in the NBA. Sometimes you get a year. Sometimes you get six months. Sometimes you get two years. You know you gotta you gotta figure it out. Yeah, and then in the NBA, sometimes you get a ten day contract and you won't get the second one. But coach, you're talking about That's longevity. Right. We pressing up against it. You're talking about love. I love what you're saying. I hope you're coming back. We're gonna have to wrap it up. But uh, tell the people again where they can find you at on social media. Sasha, do the same. I love y'all. Appreciate you coming on to Unfiltered Dunks, Music, Movies, and Hoops, little collaboration. Oh, man, thank you. You can find me at Sean Dumas Basketball on Instagram, Sean Dumas, S-H-A-U-N-D-U-M-A-S Basketball on YouTube, I mean, on, um, on Instagram, on Twitter, Sean Dumas B-Ball, um, and you can find me right there on Twitter. Um, also, that, I'm going to make this big shout-out, too, man. Thanks so much for getting my car collection started off, man. I'm, I'm amped, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm amped about it. I'm telling you, I'm amped. It's all awesome. love, baby. Sasha, tell them about the giveaway. Take us out. Yep, we're doing music, movies, and hoops on Instagram, the whole title. On Twitter, you only have 15 characters for music, movies, hoop. We're going to be announcing the winners of the giveaway, I think, today. I think we're closing out. It's been a great journey. Uh, Coach, I've loved talking to you. Thank you for your time and your candor. Uh, such wisdom such depth i want to do a whole pod I, I i we ran out of time but i want to hear about about playing at xavier and what it, what, what that journey was oh, like and, and scouting for the nba so hope please join us again for a further conversation oh sure sure thing anytime man i'm honored thank you for having me hey guys that's been the unfiltered dunks thank you all for coming back we hope to have you back until next time enjoy the sunshine and march madness hey guys appreciate you we got it Cool, that was Hey, Pelicans fans, thanks again for coming back and listening to the Unfiltered Dunks podcast with me, you got Dodson over at Forbes Sports and Music Movies and Hoops. Just had an article come out that's profiling Kick Shadamas, the guy that did some stuff for Josh Hart's shoes. They're both cutting so, uh, you know, they're both on the cutting so roster. So go check that out, support your people. And uh, go check out Music Movies and Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. We're giving away a graded mint. Zion Williamson rookie card. You know that's something gonna go up in value. We got some shirts, some other some other uh cards for you. So give us a five-star review, go check us out, leave a comment, and you are automatically entered into the contest to win the cards. You don't have to do anything else, but we do appreciate you checking us out. Thanks again.